Welcome to Linux Link Radio by TimeSys, the podcast for embedded Linux developers who want to simplify and speed up their custom platform development. Visit timesys.com today for access to our podcast archives. Welcome back. This is Machi Halash, and today we're going to talk about our impressions from Embedded World Conference in Nuremberg, Germany. I have with me here today Scott Gilbertson, a colleague of mine that was with me out there. Hey, Machi. Thanks for having me on the show. Oh, anytime. <laughs> many, many times we've uh, sent invitations, but yeah, now today is the first time. <laughs> You've got me here. We, we got you here. So again, it was uh, Embedded World that event that happened in Nuremberg in Germany, February 26th to 28th, I believe. And um, as many embedded shows, you could find their um, vendors both in the hardware, on the hardware side and hardware section, and, and of course, software vendors, Mike Timesys. Yeah, there was, there was a ton of, of vendors there. It was, it was a huge conference. You know, we, we saw a lot of interesting hardware out there. Is there anything that, that particularly caught your eye? Oh, absolutely. To begin with, the way the show was organized impressed me because there was se- separate separate halls for different groups of vendors, meaning uh, hardware vendors um, occupied two, two or three separate halls. Um, software vendors occupied two halls, I believe, as well. So it was very neatly organized. If you had interest in hardware, you didn't have to walk a lot around the show floor to find what you were looking for. And I uh, absolutely did walk around all of those halls. took some time because the show was very, very large, very, very successful, I think. Judging not only from the number of people that were showing their products out there, but also judging it based on numbers of visitors that we've seen Mm -hmm. uh, through our booth. Yeah, there's a lot of people, uh, not only from Germany, but really all around Europe uh, came out to the show. Really one of the premier events in Europe. Yeah, I, I I was very positively surprised by both the numbers, but also questions that we were getting from them. But back to your question, me, about the hardware, and if I've seen anything that caught my eye, well, there were so many vendors out there that you could definitely find a hardware solution for a specific project, regardless of what you were designing or building. There was, of course, um, all the big uh, semiconductor vendors, including Atmel, Freescale, Xilinx. Renesas had a big boot, but there were also a lot of board vendors, uh, a lot of channel partners for semiconductor vendors. There was um, Arrow, Avnet. So the hardware floor was very interesting because there there were a lot of different designs or proof of concepts that, as it usually is with different shows, are designed to catch people's eyes, right? So you could see the the, the latest Atma processors in real-life applications. Um, Definitely Freescale had a very dynamic booth with a lot of automotive and, and multimedia applications with uh, some of the their new processors, including IMX processors, and there was uh, automotive MPC fifty two hundred, I believe, um, family of processors that they were showcasing there. Xilinx, absolutely, with um, all the FPGAs, given the vibe that FPGA has right now in market. The uh, Xilinx boot's been very busy. A lot of visitors, a lot of different showcases. Some of them utilizing very nice graphics display to show how specific processors can be used um, in in the specific applications. But this is a very wide view of what was happening in, in those halls where hardware vendors were showcasing their products. What I've noticed 
was that Linux was by far one of the most popular choices for those different demos. A lot of those um, showcasing demos were uh, implementing Linux behind the hood or under the hood. <laughs> it was just amazing how, to, to what degree, Linux evolved over the past few years that it can support very nicely all those different applications. And not only that it can support, but that it's selected by default by all those vendors to show off those different new features that they develop. Now, why would you say that is? Is that is that more driven by a customer's interest in, in Linux or is it the tools are becoming robust enough to where there's a level of parity then where it's just as easy for these, mm. uh, these board vendors to, to do their demonstrations in, in Linux as, as another operating well, system. I think I think it's both, and um, not to take it take anything away from other operating systems that were absolutely there, and and um, they were sharing, of course, all the demo stations with Linux. But I think that it's a nice way to um, give something to customers free of charge to let them validate the hardware. When you select a specific processor for a new project, you want to make sure that well, both hardware but also software side of uh, whatever you select meets your requirements and, and does the thing for you from a business standpoint. And we, we had an awful lot of people coming by our, our booth as well, talking to us about uh, projects that they were doing, things that they had underway, new new hardware that they were working on. I know I talked to a lot of people that were interested in doing work with ARM. Yeah, you, ARM was really popular. You were quite busy out there. Yes. Um, and I think that you, on around your demo pod, you had some of the uh, Atma processors or ARM processors that we were showcasing. Yeah, yeah, I was, uh, I was showing a, an Atmel 9RL uh, board there. We had a, a little multimedia demonstration set up yeah. showing... Uh, video, audio players, and, and, and things like that. It was, it was real popular with people. People were doing a lot of, mm-hmm. not just work on ARM, but but a lot of multimedia graphics kind of uh, applications that they were looking to do, and, and Linux was really their preferred operating system to do that. Yeah. Um, another another actually trends that I've noticed or from questions that, that we got, there's a particularly large interest in real-time in, in Europe, I think. And that might not only be in Europe, it, it might be just a generic interest that finally gets to that level where everybody looks at the performance or reliability of a system, really, regardless of what application they're building. But it, I, it, seems, it seems like uh, Linux has really reached the sort of the mainstream consciousness of, mm. of people looking at real time. Right? It's, it's before, it, it seemed to be very much uh, relegated to to specific real-time mm-hmm. only operating systems where now I think people have realized that the functionality is there in Linux today uh, to address the, these kind of real-time needs that people have. That's a good point because for a while, people were afraid that Linux cannot perform real-time tasks. Truth is, it, it's not a very hard real-time operating system, but for most designs that can accept a soft real-time uh, implementation, it will actually perform um, to the expectation. And um, I've spent literally hours talking to uh, different uh, people that stopped by that that wanted to chat a bit more about how real-time, how they use real-time, how selectively choose certain functionality to really meet both uh, performance and reliability requirements uh, in their applications. It was interesting because people that I talked to, this was not news to them. So I think back to the point that you've made, the real time in Linux has reached that critical point where people are aware of it, 
know the shortfalls of it, they accept them and they actually want to use it. As far as new processors that I've seen there as well, something I wanted to mention that just came to my mind was a Cap9 processor by Atmo. Just found it very interesting that there are solutions out there that employ not only a, a standard system on chip as we know it, in this case it's an ARM9, but also an FPGA that allows customers' projects to define certain functionality as they implement or as they design the project. So there's a, of course, a growing interest around um, various different FPGAs. I've mentioned Xilinx already. They have a whole bunch of different products that are being introduced currently uh, in the market space. But that just proves that giving that flexibility to design a, a system on chip to a level of a specific controller that is required for application combined with Linux is becoming easier with every, I would say, six months, a year. And right now, it's it's very comparable to um, processors that do not employ the uh, field programmable arrays. And I, I know that the, the FPGAs have, have been around for a while now, but it's starting to feel like it's gaining a lot of momentum, that, that we're almost sort of at the beginning stages of of the growth of, of FPGAs in terms of popularity. Is that, is that something that you would agree with? Yeah, I absolutely agree. Again, the the, the new uh, Vertex 5, I believe it is, that uh, Xilinx has released, it's an amazing processor. Its flexibility, its performance is what amazes me the most because it's, it's uh, very comparable with a lot of processors manufactured on a just regular die, or in silicon, that is. Mm. And th- there's a lot of projects there that really need that flexibility or don't have requirements closed uh, at the time when they start the implementation or build the hardware. So FPGAs are very handy. And they're coming down, you're saying at least uh, some FPGAs are coming down in terms of a cost perspective as well. So it's becoming yeah. more comparable for people that, that are trying to make those those price performance decisions yeah. uh, to, to look at FPGAs. Absolutely. Another interesting information, I think, is that I found a lot of mentions and products that implement Cortex processors from ARM. So definitely the new roadmap that ARM put in, in place for their cores, their processors, is taking off the Cortex A8, which is a very fast-performing processors being implemented in a lot of new processors that are coming out. And there's, I believe, also an M3, a lower-end Cortex that I've seen in many implementations. Another vendor, Renaissance, I saw there are a number of different catching-eye applications, but they have this interesting processor, SH4A, I believe, which can very efficiently drive multimedia applications. I, I was watching some of the demos in their booth and very, very slick and, and very small and very, knowing the SH architecture, very power efficient. Uh, so overall, it was, a, it was a great show. Yeah, I agree. Now we're getting ready for, for the next big event here in the U.S., the, the Embedded yeah. Systems Conference. Time flies. Yeah. And this is Embedded Systems Conference is by far, I think, one of the largest shows for embedded systems in the United States. So I'm very excited about it. Yeah, it's, uh, it'll be out in uh, San Jose, California. It's mid-April. I think it's the, the 15th, 16th, and 17th out there. And TimeSys will, will be out there with a the, with the booth as well. So if, if you're going to be in the area or if you're planning on coming to the show, be sure to, to come visit. At us, Mache and Gene will be there. Doing we'll the- be there. We'll actually have even uh, our little recording studio with us. So uh, very, of- very often, well, if if you're going to be there, if you stop by, you you might see us in uh, in a recording session, and you might actually end up on a, an interviewee chair. Yeah, <laughs> but. Uh, 
we had a, we had a couple of people from uh, the Embedded World conference that were uh, Linux Link Radio listeners uh, mm-hmm. that they came and talked to us. Uh, unfortunately, we didn't have our recording equipment out there. So, uh, <laughs> well, if uh, you're if you're interested actually in in talking to us and sharing some of your opinions with us and uh, with with our audience. Uh, Please, please, please feel free to stop by our booth and, and we would very much like to talk to you. Yeah. So we'll be doing a bunch of great stuff there at the booth. Um, we'll have some, some demonstrations there around uh, Linux and, and multimedia, uh, real-time, multi-core processors in Linux. Um, and then the Mache and Gene are going to be doing a bunch of uh, presentations there as well around uh, uh, not only what's, what's new with, with TimeSys and Linux Link and, and some of the exciting stuff that we've got going on, but, but also a lot of uh, just uh, embedded Linux development training type sessions That's where right. you're talking about uh, – Bunch of, of of just general topics that uh, we think would be interesting, particularly you know similar kinds of things that you guys talk about on the show. And we are getting a lot of emails again, uh, a lot of um, comments, questions that I wanted to uh, briefly talk about. Uh, well, basically wanted to say that if you have unanswered questions, some of the question marks in your heads about uh, different topics that we covered uh, throughout different uh, recordings, send us emails. We are responding to them as much as we can and as best as we can and please do stop by our booth at ESC in San Jose and and, and we can talk about those questions and and some of the other topics um, face-to-face. So if you're interested in learning more about the the types of sessions that we're going to be having out there at the show, uh, we're going to have a link out on our homepage. If you just go out to uh, timesys.com, You'll see a, a little uh, graphic out there to, to check out our schedule of presentations and, and training sessions that we're going to be doing at, at the show. So uh, be sure to take a look at that and, and uh, come out and visit us and, and say hi when uh, when you're out at uh, ESC. And if you have any questions, uh, please um, send us emails at podcast.timesys.com. Uh, you can also visit us at um, www.timesys.com. Thank you very much for your time. Great. Thanks a lot for having me on the show today, Mancha. Anytime. This podcast was brought to you by TimeSys. Are you new to embedded Linux? Looking for a way to simplify your next project? The Linux Link service by TimeSys makes it easy to build your custom embedded Linux platform. Go to timesys.com today or call 866-392-4897 to learn more.